Hey everyone, welcome to the Heart is a Muscle podcast. This is Jordan. This jo- is Joseph. <laughs> yeah, so what? what's this one about? Alright, this is part two of a real, true, vulnerable conversation where we dig into some real groundbreaking revelations that Jordan has made about some of her very vulnerable parts. And this is a deep dive one, so everyone get ready to feel some feels. Because we feel the feels. Yeah, it's a super deep dive. Right. This, is this is as vulnerable is, as I've ever been, yeah. I think. This is also our attempt at being real parts practitioners. So, yeah. enjoy. All right. Hey, everybody, we're back. We're back for part two. We're back for part two. Okay, so we had a great convo the first time. We're going to keep this flow going. Yeah. All right. Go. <laughs> <laughs> So, I got really curious about why I would not, why parts of me would be so triggered and not okay with it. If you were to say, oh man, there was this like girl at the gym and I like, there there was a lot of attractive girls at the gym and I'm just like so horny right now and I I just want to fuck you so much. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I just want to, like, it just made me want to like make love Mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. Made me want to like. Come here. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I've got a bone to pick with you. Yeah, because this other girl would, would, seemed fine if he if he channeled it to her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? Why would that be so hard for me? Mm-hmm. And it well, so a little bit about my story. I've been cheated on, or lied to, or betrayed, and. In every single relationship that I've been in, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that sucks. Yeah. And that's too common of a story yeah. I've experienced, too. And I'm really sorry that you've had to do that because that reflects really poorly on men. Yeah. And I'm sorry that that's been what you've experienced. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, like I've, my feminine has been really hurt by the masculine. Mm-hmm. And it's made a lot of parts of me really afraid of masculine attraction. Like, be, and associates it with betrayal. And it make it drives parts of me to need to be the best to always be comparing myself to other women like to have to compete to have to like perform well because i feel like if i don't if i can't hold on to your attraction like somebody else will mm-hmm. and it like that's my survival mode brain so yeah and like cuz I was also just noticing, like, because I heard that story that Masson told of that police officer mm-hmm. who got called to a college campus because there was, like, a rape happening. And so he, like, pulled the rapist off and, like, was cuffing the rapist and looked over at the girl and saw her side boob and was, like, like sexualized. Like, he felt that attraction. And... He he held guilt for like ten years because of that, 
because he's like, man, how could I be in this sort of situation and like still feel this attraction or like sexualize her? It's like, I'm literally handcuffing a rapist right now that tried mm-hmm. to rape her. And like n- now there's a part of me that really feels for him and I really understand that. But my first reaction to that story was disgust mm-hmm. because I was like, it, it was almost like panic or like not panic, but just like despair of like, is any man safe? Mm-hmm. Like, it, am I safe anywhere? It's what it felt like. Like, if men are wired to sexualize me and to sexualize other women, it's like, is any man actually safe? Am I actually safe with anyone? Mm-hmm. And it made me just want to like run away. Mm-hmm. Like, physically get up and, like, leave, or like, but also just run away from the masculine in general because it's, like, that feeling sucks. Like, wanting to be close but just not being safe, not feeling safe, not feeling like I can trust because of how, because of how they're wired. Like, that just, it sucks. It's really scary. Mm-hmm. And... So I was like kind of feeling that out because I've been so hurt by the story that my parts are saying is like I've been so hurt by the masculine attraction. Mm -hmm. But I think now that I'm making sense of it, I've been hurt by the masculine attraction wielded really poorly. Yeah. Because that police officer that like guys can't control how they feel they can control how they can control their behavior. Yeah. And so it's like, am I really going to call him unsafe because his anatomy lit up in that moment, but he didn't act on it. And he was actually handcuffing the man who did act on it. Yeah. You know, it's like I, so that's kind of how I'm making peace with that is like, that the anatomy, the natural like hardwiring, the foundation of masculinity isn't bad. It's just how men have acted on that mm-hmm. that has really hurt me. Yeah. Yeah, that's the responsibility of... I think we all hold that for our, our feelings and our emotions because you can't, you can't control that, especially in the moment. Mm-hmm. But what you do with that, that is what makes the difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, That's I mean, what makes you safer and safe. True. Mm-hmm. That's a hundred percent true. And yeah, I mean, there's definitely been plenty of times where like I felt something or like had an emotion and you're just like, Oh God, what's, what's wrong with me? Like that's, that's unacceptable. You know, even about non-sexual things mm-hmm. where it's just like, Oh God, like no. Mm-hmm. And then you choose to do the opposite mm-hmm. and like uphold what you feel is really true. Mm-hmm. Not the like fleeting in the moment, like emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But there are also plenty of people who through whatever trauma or history or past, they do not act. They don't hold that responsible. Yeah. And then they do foolish things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
more damaging things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think there's a real like legacy burden of the feminine mm -hmm. of being really abused by how the masculine has chosen to like act on and control and like mm -hmm. manipulate the feminine and like mm -hmm. gaslight and like physically overcome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but also just like lie to and betray and like not you know like manipulate emotionally too. Mm -hmm. Um and so yeah, it's like yes, I've been cheated on in every relationship that I've been in. Like more or less or lied to or there was like some form of like mm, betrayal. Be yeah, like, okay, you were not telling me the whole truth. Yeah. And some of that was worse than others. Mm -hmm. um, but I actually think that that is just a mirror of my original story mm -hmm. when I was young. Um, like, I... I think that's that hasn't been my original trauma. And because my original trauma happened when I was so young, that's like that's why a lot of cuz a lot of these parts of me when I when Masson is saying these things and I'm feeling in my body, I'm like this is like I don't even have words for this. It's just such an intense yeah. young emotion. Um, and so there's like, there's two stories that it made me really like remember, um, and make sense of because as he was saying, like, yeah, if he brought that to you, like, and I was like, I couldn't receive that. I couldn't receive, like, that would totally dysregulate me. And why, like, why, why can't I receive that? Why can't I like, if trust that like you want to channel your attraction to me mm -hmm. and it was because I feel unworthy of it it was because I feel like well so let me tell you the, the story I, I've already told you the story and I think I shared this story on the podcast before but I've made a lot more sense of it since then was when I was five and I went over to my dad's house for the weekend and it was like he locked my brother and I in a room because girls came over. Like adult women came over and he wanted to get laid, basically. I didn't know what was happening. Mm -hmm. But for my five-year-old self, it it's like... Uh, like his attraction to women was abandonment for me. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's a big puzzle piece in place. Yeah. Like it, it literally was. And that was my first experience with that dynamic at all. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's where my parts started. That's mm -hmm. the starting place. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah. And like, men's attraction for women I've all I've in that moment and since then I felt like on the outside of that 
That's something that I'm outside of that I don't get to participate in. Because I'm a child. Like I'm five. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like, that's where my parts wow. start. Yeah. It's like that doesn't mm-hmm. even apply to me. And so to, and so to think of that being channeled to me is inappropriate because I'm a child. Right. Like, this is my traumatized part speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, that's where my, my parts start. This whole story between the masculine and the feminine. Mm-hmm. Is with abandonment. And with, like, yeah, male attraction. I'm excluded from that. Yeah. Like, and... Um, so there, that was like the first incident, but then throughout, like as I grew up, my dad created a really enmeshed relationship with me where I was his spouse. Like mm-hmm. he, he would, it's so weird. Like he would call me the love of his life and that he'll never date ever again because like I'm all he needs. I'm the only woman he needs. He would say that to me when I was like, I don't seven, ten, twelve. Mm-hmm. Like he had set it up in our relationship so that I, I was his partner. Mm-hmm. Like I was not his daughter. So actually, the, I don't like the only relationship that I've known with the masculine is like this partnership, this weird enmeshed. Like I, I have to like take care of your emotions, and I'm wrong if I if I don't feel how you want me to feel, and like. Mm-hmm. That was how I was wired of like how I was allowed to be. Yeah, it's how you were taught to be. Taught to be. And he had this thing where it was like the the world had to be just me and him. Mm-hmm. Like just as a, it's a weird, it's, as a dad, that's really super weird to say that your daughter is like the love of your life and you'll never date anybody else. And it's just like setting up yeah. dating, like your romantic life. Mm-hmm. Like, it's bringing me into that. Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) So weird. And as a child, it was like, that was, that was all that I knew. Mm -hmm. I thought that was like love. Yeah, I mean, there's like a sympathetic part of me that's like, that was his own confused trauma of like, he may have felt like he was trying to be like number one dad by like telling you this of like, yeah, I love you so much. I don't need any other woman because you're like the best. But it's like, no, that's a that's a fucked up message. Yeah. Like, right. That is not expressing your love for your daughter. That is trying to like come to terms with your sexual frustration by like manipulating your relationship with your daughter yeah like yeah yeah, that's weird yeah and that's it's icky sad yeah that this is called emotional incest by the way like he made me his spouse literally in every way except sexually but so but like Jesus um, yeah seriously (laughs) but there's some of my parts that are like I don't know if we're, I don't know. I don't, yeah, anyway, 
I'm not going to go there right now. But, um, yeah, and so I remember when he started dating women. And I was just, like, torn up. Mm-hmm. I was so torn up. I didn't, I, and I didn't know why. I was just, like, crying all the time and, like, screaming and mad and like feeling all these feelings and like wanting to connect with him but also like afraid of him or feeling like I didn't I didn't know what I was feeling I was like 12 Mm -hmm. and I remember going to a therapist and she was saying like um you know it's really normal to be upset when your parents start dating because that means like your parents won't get back together and I'm like, no, like that's, I don't know what it is, but that's not it because right. I don't want my parents to get back Swing together. Swing and a miss therapist. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But I was never able to figure out like what the fuck was happening. Mm-hmm. And it, it actually wasn't until in my marriage when I got cheated on and was dealing with those feelings of betrayal that I realized, oh my God. This is what I was feeling when I was 12. Mm-hmm. The, like, I, I felt like he was cheating on me. Yeah. I didn't know Memories how... Memories sync together. Yeah, like, I didn't know how to have language for that because he, he was my dad, like, you know, it was... But he had set it up so that he was my partner. Mm-hmm. And I was 12 and I didn't know how to handle those sorts of feelings. Like, the, that feeling of being cheated on when you're 12, like, or betrayed when you were 12, it's like, that doesn't make any sense at all. But now it makes a lot of sense for me. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that was just another example where my parts felt like we're on the outside Mm -hmm. of masculine attraction. Mm -hmm. And it would be really inappropriate if we were on the inside of it too, Mm because we are 12. Yeah. And so, like, that's why sometimes the, like, I'm afraid of the male gaze, but also I kind of want it. But also when I get it, it feels really inappropriate and, like, wrong and, like, icky. And, like, I I don't want it, actually. Because it's, like, those parts of me are stuck in the past of, Mm -hmm. like, they feel like they're 12 and, like, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm, we're just, like... So I feel like a lot of, so much of my life, I've just pretended to be a part of the feminine, but I've never really felt like I actually belong to it. Like an imposter, huh? And I'm a total imposter. And so that would be a reason why I couldn't receive you channeling that to me because it's like, I don't even, I don't belong to that. Mm-hmm. Like you're channeling something that's outside of me. Mm-hmm. In, like into me, like that, that doesn't connect. Like, I, that's why I feel unworthy oh, of it. Man. Wow. This is big. It's really big, yeah. This is another, like, layer. Yeah. That has kind of come into focus. Yeah. Wow. And there might be more, but this really feels like the bottom. Like, this is like, oh my god, this makes so much sense. This seems really clear. Yeah. In, like... You know, what you, I mean, because you've, you've put in so much effort and done so much work to try and, like, find where a lot of your traumas come from. Yeah. Man, like, 
for a lack of better words, this makes sense. It makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. This, I feel like this understanding, it was, like, so painful for me to, like, experience and bring back and to, like, understand. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I was, like, in the fetal position, like, yeah. rocking. No joke. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. But now that it's brought back into my body and like this is my new knowing and understanding of my story, it feels like I've really come home to myself and like it feels nice to know now because I can do something with this. Right. Yeah. Wow. Man, thank you so much, baby. Yeah. Because that... I mean, the sharing of that vulnerability is so good because it helps me see, like, I feel like I see the picture now and I'm like, oh, shit, like, what we thought was, like, the real truth and understanding. It feels like all these kind of, like, a puzzle. Like, we had all these little pieces that were like, yeah, we know all these were kind of fucked Mm -hmm. up and, like, we know that these all are not that good. But now it seems like they've all kind of coalesced into this kind of a a timeline type of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And a relationship between your present and your past self mm-hmm. that is really clear and defined. So it's, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, let's just take a moment to, to appreciate how much you've done for yourself by uh, honoring your vulnerability and sticking with the discomfort. Oh, yeah, thank you. Like... I hope you feel that in your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of those little girl parts have a guide that is really trying to do the best. Mm-hmm. And so they are in good hands. Mm-hmm. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, man, that makes a lot of sense. And so not only is like the, the male attraction like when we walk by another pretty girl on the street, sometimes like if these parts are close to the surface, I guess, I don't know exactly why sometimes they're worse than others, but like why these parts get so triggered because it's like, that's something we don't even belong to. And so if he's attracted to that, mm-hmm. he that is betraying us because we don't belong to that. Or like we're, that's, that's abandoning us because that's an energy that we can't participate in. Yeah, even. You that's can't compete. We can't compete. And also... Yeah, so it's like, there's these parts of me that, like, don't want to compete, because also if we do compete, like, that's, like, there there was a part of me that was, like, it it was a young part of me, and she was like, I don't, I don't want to grow up. Like, I don't want to become a woman. Mm -hmm. I don't, because, like, being a woman is dangerous. Yeah. Like, why can't we grow up to be a man? Like, why can't we grow up to, like, be the observer? Man, what a twist. Yeah, like, like, because it was like, I know, I know that I'm a girl and, like, I'm feminine and stuff, but, like, I don't want to be a girl. Like, it, it felt like this is a part of me that holds all the burden of my dad's, like, hatred for the feminine, too, of, like, girls are weak. Like, the... The feminine is weak and it's scary and it's dangerous and it's vulnerable. And we don't like, we don't want to belong to that. 
Like, we'd rather stay a child, at least. Mm-hmm. So that was a part of me. Wow. Because there's, like, this deep, yeah, fear of being feminine. Where does that... Where do you feel that part within your body? Because that's, that's, that's such a vital thing. Yeah, it's Where like do you feel in that? my throat, in my chest. Yeah. Yeah. This up, that's the your throat is such an interesting place for you where you feel those because there's so many of your parts that reside within your throat. Yeah. Your I mean, that chakra is just full of these old tensions. Yeah, I and I think I'm starting to make sense of it in my actual coaching session with Mastin. Like my my throat parts are the parts of me that are afraid of vulnerability mm-hmm. that beat me up for being vulnerable mm-hmm. that they literally strangle you they literally strangle me yeah and so it makes sense why this part wants to li- lives in my throat because it's like it's afraid of the vulnerability of being feminine because it wow. sees how my dad treats the feminine mm-hmm. it sees how like the wounded masculine treats the feminine and it's re- it feels really dangerous to be Right. belong to the feminine mm-hmm. and really scary mm-hmm. so there's a part of me that doesn't even want to belong yeah is that part here with you yeah yeah and so this is the, I mean it's just a part of me like there's a lot of other parts that do want to belong and do want to well yeah I just want to say like, that that part is is welcome yeah like, come forward and let me hear your story yeah, I don't like this part. It doesn't. I and I haven't resolved it, so this is like really vulnerable for me. But yeah. Yeah, it's just like being a woman is really scary. Mm-hmm. It it's really scary. Mm-hmm. It's like we don't have any control, and like. Mm-hmm. Trying to like speak from its voice. I want to offer to this this part that I hear this sadness and this space that we've created here is an opportunity to feel safe because I hear your fear and it's a real thing mm-hmm. and. I don't know if we can disprove this, but we can create a space where that fear can be expressed. Yeah. Without adding to it, without an aura of shame. Because this is a vital part of your past and your present and your future. So it may be scary for this part, but I want to offer confidence that whatever it wants to bring forward will be received with grace and gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, what's, what's coming through is like, 
and parts of me hate this, Mm -hmm. but like, it feels unsafe to be a feminine, to be in the feminine without a masculine that will protect me. Yeah, and can we ask those parts that hate it to take a step back and allow this part to have a voice? Yeah, because I think I think they will, but they want to say their piece really quick. Yeah, because like it's really hard. It's like part of the feminine that we don't want to grow up into is like relying on other people. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like the masculine doesn't have to do that in the same way that the feminine does. I don't know. It's, like, mm-hmm. so vulnerable to have to rely on somebody and to say that, like, we need, we need like, a strong masculine, like, a safe, a divine masculine mm-hmm. container for our femininity for us to, like, enter into it. Mm-hmm. It's really vulnerable because that means we need you. We need something outside of us. Mm-hmm. But, okay, yeah, they just wanted to say that. Yeah, I really appreciate that. That they, and I also want to say that they are more than welcome to participate too, as long as they allow space for this fearful part, Mm -hmm. this fearful feminine part. Yeah. Because I feel like they, what I'm hearing from them, if this sounds right, is that they are protecting they want to, yeah. to shield this part. Yeah. And what I would offer is that allowing this part to come forward is helping it grow. Yeah. So that it doesn't need a shield. So it the 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 word need need the masculine won't be as important as allowing the masculine. Mm-hmm. So I ask the scared feminine part to come back and say how that feels or where it's at well I think that's why it's so afraid to grow up and be a woman because like the the masculine that we're around is like dangerous my dad literally is dangerous Mm -hmm. And we don't have an example of femininity because my mom is felt more masculine than my dad did some a lot of times mm-hmm. emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't teach us how to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Like if anything, she perpetuated how much it sucks to be a woman. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we hear how my dad talks about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like being a woman with with surrounded by wounded masculine is literally the scariest thing mm-hmm. I hear that and that fear is real and it lives within this part and if this part could have had the feminine that it needed, what would this part ask for? Like, someone who could show me what's good about being a woman. Mm-hmm. 
someone who could show me the power of being a woman or like to say anything good about femininity mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. to like yeah make me feel empowered to be a woman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to make like to tell me how much of a gift it is it is a gift and I don't know if I can offer that to this part but I can offer my experience of that the feminine is a magical thing it's beyond beautiful it's something that is so necessary in the world for so many reasons that the world is suffering because it can't itself accept the feminine. Mm -hmm. And so this part has real, it is really true, this fear. And I wish that it could feel that as well. And I would offer that there are ways, there are women out there that can speak for this part for in many ways in how they've embraced their own femininity and found their femininity throughout their lives but also how they share also these same experiences mm-hmm. and that this part is not alone this part has sisters young and old and that can be a powerful thing. Yeah. Because this part is not alone. Mm-hmm. And this part is no longer a burden. This part is welcome. And this part belongs in this relationship, not only with you and your other parts, but also with me. And I really want this part to feel welcome mm-hmm. and accepted. And my commitment to this part is to do my best to change the dynamic of how the masculine has shaped what the feminine should be or is or whatever. Um, Because I think that's not only a helpful and healing thing, I think it is the truth. Because the feminine is not bad in any way, shape, or form. And I feel real empathy that this part's been taught that because that's not true. Yeah. How does that land? That feels nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels like Um, relieved Mm -hmm. like I think it's really powerful to hear a man like say that being a woman is good it is good Mm -hmm. it always has been good Yeah, that's another point of this is not some new thing that is only true because I say it 
the feminine has always been good and has always been vital. We would not be here without the feminine. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's mar been marginalized and villainized is bad mm -hmm. in all the senses of it and in all degrees of what bad is. Mm -hmm. And it's sad. Yeah. So that part is more so like it's kind of seeing that like what myself is telling this part is like we are already like building up a tribe of feminine around us to like mm -hmm. be like to show us mm -hmm. what to show us the power of the feminine. Mm -hmm. And, like, yeah, the, the power. Like, yes, there's vulnerability, and that's what's beautiful, but also the vulnerability of the feminine is their power. Mm -hmm. And also, this part is seeing that we do, we do have a safe masculine container mm -hmm. that wants to protect us. Yeah, I mean, it goes beyond just protecting you. Of course I want to protect you. But I also want to give you the example that you have everything that you need to be the feminine. And that I am only holding the space so that I can experience it with you mm -hmm. because it's something I want to treasure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I appreciate that. I think like this part is just like, it. I think it wants to honor like How, how nice it feels though to feel like we have a masculine that will protect us from the wounded masculine yeah. it's like a, ref, a, a refuge in the masculine yeah I can that's say that's really sacred as much confidence as I have and that part of what I honored the divine masculine within me is to help be that example mm -hmm. so this is a connection but also a very important thing for me yeah because when I hear these stories about the wounded masculine and what it has done it makes me want to weep it makes me so angry it makes me want to it makes a lot of my parts want to just rebel in anger mm -hmm. and like just judge so harshly mm -hmm. you know not only the experiences you had and the people that gave you those but just the whole thing mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and so yeah yeah, thank you for that. 
Like, that really makes this part feel good. There's parts of me that want to speak up and say, like, the fear that you have is completely, like, completely valid. Mm -hmm. And that there should be no shame or negativity towards it because it's the safest thing you could do for yourself. Mm -hmm. And what I also want to offer is that you no longer need to hold those beliefs to stay safe. Mm -hmm. Now I want to empower those parts to feel safe by being the feminine that they want to be. Mm-hmm. They yeah. can choose whatever they want it to be, and it will. They can own that, and know that that is where their power will stem, and that power will be their safety. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like. For my parts, like the safety part, or the fear is kind of being addressed, and so it's like that layer is fading away to like maybe a deeper layer that's coming up now. That's like, like we don't feel like we're we're worthy of mm-hmm. being a fem- being the feminine like this is where body image stuff comes in mm-hmm. and i think this is why like my small boobs like hit so hard because it's like mm-hmm. we don't feel like we belong mm-hmm. yeah this new part where do you feel this new part in your body it's in my stomach yeah mm-hmm And, like, I think it's also been a thing of, like, being so tall. Mm-hmm. Like, being 6'2", it's like, we've never looked like other women. Like, we've never mm-hmm. really felt like we belonged to... The feminine. Mm-hmm. And also, my dad had this weird thing where he raised us as a boy, too. And, like, being an athlete and, like, he would he taught me to like hate the feminine Mm -hmm. and to like isolate myself from the feminine Mm -hmm. and so it's like I've never really felt like I belonged and so now now it's like if I admit that I want to belong like even if I did want to belong there's parts of me that are like we we physically don't belong Mm-hmm. and like there's other parts trying to make sense of that because like I feel like our wounded patriarchal society has told women like they are women because of their bodies mm-hmm. yeah I'd like to speak with the the worthiness part. 
-hmm. if it's willing to come forward. Yeah. And if the other parts would allow some space for it too. Because again, I appreciate all these parts being here. And they're all part of this conversation. But I would like to hear from the worthiness part about what story or what reality would make it feel worthy? What would that look like? At least if we had bigger boobs. Mm -hmm. So that part that associates worthiness with bigger boobs Is this the same part as the worthiness part, or is this yeah. a, a, yeah? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, how can we, I mean, in the example that Mastin gave, because then he asked, he's like, do you like your girlfriend's ass? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> so uh -huh. it's like, he had a place to channel that, but it's like, how, you, like, you can't channel that to me. Why not? With boobs, because it's like, I don't, I don't really have them. Well, I would ask this, this part, is that for this part to decide or is that for me to decide? Yeah, I mean, I guess you decide how you aquamize your own energy. And would this part like to hear what my decision is? Yeah. Well, I love your boobs. And I love that they're a part of you. And I think they are a beautiful part of your femininity, not only because they're a part of you being a woman, but because they're a part of your body, your personality, your expression, and I wouldn't change them. And I've even expressed to you, I don't want you to change them. Mm -hmm. So I hear that this part has a long history of masculine or men influencing it to tell them that they're not right or that they're not correct. And I want to offer that it has nothing to do with them being correct or right. It's they're a part of you and I love you. And I do enjoy them. I enjoy them a lot. <laughs> and I will continue to enjoy them, whether they shrink, grow, turn sideways, or whatever they do. Because I know that this part has been taught to associate worthiness with your boobs. 
or this physical part of you mm -hmm. to even take it a, a layer deeper. But in this space of safety, your physical self is no longer connected with your worthiness. Mm -hmm. And I want to offer, offer that as a part of this space and as a part of the relationship that we share. Because I feel like they are not connected. Because if you, you know, got in a car accident and lost your arm, that doesn't make you less of a human. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make you less of a, a, a woman, mm. you know. Even if you got breast cancer and had to remove your boobs to save your life, that doesn't make you less of a woman. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make you less worthy, more importantly. Yeah. And that's the truth that I embrace. Yeah. And I want to offer that to this part as well, that if it, if it, or when it would like this as well, that it is there. And it can mm -hmm. be your truth. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for all that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel I'm soaking that in. Yeah, soak that in. Yeah, because it's like if if it's not our body that makes us a woman, like what does make us a woman? It's just like our energy. Like, it's like... All of you it's makes every, you... Yeah, all yeah. of me. It's like me, just how I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your femininity has the power to express you in so many ways. Yeah. In infinite ways. And in the likewise, you can embrace your femininity through how you express yourself. Like your your T-shirt you, that you have that's like small boobs, big dreams. Mm -hmm. That's a powerful message <laughs> because that's the message that I think this part needed to hear of like this physical body that you have. In no way, shape, or form diminishes what you can or should do with your life and your spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it feels good to feel worthy. Like I belong to the feminine. Mm-hmm. Like already, like I'm already enough. You've always been enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you will continue to be enough just by being you. Mm-hmm. And all the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels like this conversation is getting to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. 
of like my body image issues of like my worthiness issues of like my mm-hmm. being afraid of the of masculine attraction yeah which I'm really pleased and hopeful to hear but I also want to say that this doesn't have to be the last time that we talk about this yeah I I don't think it will be the last time because it's it'll be a whole process of embodying yeah. my worthiness even more but it feels like I have this direction and this like path mm-hmm. of, of how to embody myself yeah yeah Aw, yay. Yeah. We'll celebrate that. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's... Um, Aw, thank you, parts. Yeah. And so what I realized is that through you actually letting yourself feel your attraction for other people and channeling it to me, that is actually making me on the inside of male attraction mm-hmm. like that is a disconfirming experience that that you being attracted to other women is something I don't participate in or like that I it's like it does not diminish your worth or your femininity or my safety or your safety hell yeah yeah, yeah like all of those so at, like as yeah. you let yourself like appreciate all other women and channel that to me that is so healing to me on a really deep level because it's like um i like i get to be on the inside of that like i get to to hang out with those parts of you mm-hmm. i get to let them be exactly as they are and not control them or anything like that but it's like I, that sends a message that those parts want to be with me too like they don't want to lock me in a room no <laughs> I have no parts that want to lock you anywhere yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this container does not want or receive that energy it does not belong here yeah So, yeah, I guess, like, how does that land with you to hear that actually you letting yourself be, in a, be attracted to other people is healing to me? Sounds great. Yeah. Sounds like my own new story. Mm, yeah, say more about that. Well, I don't know really so much, but it seems like a like a new dawn of like let's move forward with this so that we can have a brighter future Mm -hmm. because yeah I don't know if I'm going to come home and be like oh wow yeah I saw this like super hot girl and I got really turned on so like how you doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know maybe someday but I feel like we still need to step into that yeah and like I don't really, none of my parts are really comfortable just jumping into that, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, like, wanting to, like, even just the, the, 
the sense of bringing the channeling of my attraction for the world and what it brings to me mm-hmm. and being able to share that with you in a way that brings us together in connection mm-hmm. is a like a very powerful message mm-hmm. where it's like yeah I want to I would much prefer to do that mm-hmm. than to live in shame and denial yeah totally mm-hmm. and that I mean as I integrate that in myself it's like seeing other beautiful women isn't a threat to me like that's a fun thing because you get to feel that attraction and I get to like reap the benefits of yeah, it yeah this is actually a funny story I was telling my friend the other day of like there was a time when we were in, in the gym and like there was some attractive girl doing something like not obviously sexual but like in a compromised position you were like oh wow like look at her and I remember my parts were like madam you are not allowed to do that <laughs> so like you know that's a funny story but mm-hmm. yeah you know mm-hmm. not having to have that like <laughs> kind of dynamic seems really nice yeah right because I want you to be able to appreciate other women as well like this isn't a one-way street where it's just like you know oh yeah now i'm the only one who gets to be like "Ooh, look at all these good looking ladies around here like this is this has always been a weird thing for me or not really a a weird thing but like a, a weird thing for my parts when like i see an attractive guy and i'm just like man that guy looks real good like I like this about him or like man yeah he's got like these really great whatever mm-hmm. shoulders or hair or whatever um and there's always parts of me that are just like well I'm, I don't feel like an attraction to this guy like a sexual attraction but I like really like appreciate his beauty mm-hmm. or appreciate his masculinity mm-hmm. or oftentimes it's just like ooh like I would like that too like that inspires me to like trying to do something like that or mm-hmm. find something like that mm-hmm. and like those are all good feelings mm-hmm. because I've also had plenty of like you, you know you see someone you're just like oh fuck like that guy's hair is really good mm-hmm. my hair is stupid I'll never have that piss and then you you know you get in a, a shame spiral with yourself mm-hmm. that's not good I don't want to do that and I can only imagine how you've had those experiences too mm-hmm. you know and I don't want you to have that mm-hmm. I don't want you to experience everyone like yeah because there are definitely parts of me that I think if you were like oh hey look at that really attractive guy over there he looks really good would be like what what why are you saying why are you saying this to me like mm-hmm. uh, like I can imagine those parts coming forward too of like what the hell does that mean <laughs> yeah yeah but I all, I think that's like a little bit different because it's well yeah I don't know I feel like these are the kind of conversations that will be really fun to have with you moving forward yeah because I'm it's like it's less about me like channeling my and like our like attraction to somebody else and more about like feeling that attraction in my body to somebody else and alchemizing it back to you. Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty nice. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw there was somebody when I was walking the other day, there was this guy that, like, ran past me, and it was, like, one of those things, like, just in my body, like, whoa. And so I, like, consciously, I was like, okay, I gotta, this has, this goes both ways. Because it usually does. Because usually before, if I felt something like that, I would cut it off. I would, mm-hmm. like, because I'd be afraid of it. I didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, ooh, I can, like, like, this is a really fun thing to feel in my body and, like, channel it to you in my heart, like, in my being. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, me awake, letting myself awaken into that of, like, this going both ways of appreciating the, the masculine form and channeling that into you. Yeah. Like, I, that that helps me come alive to my femininity as well. And, like, a uh, safe way that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how does that land with you? I'm curious. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm open to the curiousness. Uh-huh. Because I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm like, yeah, give her a go. I don't know how my part's going to feel. We'll figure this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do not feel fear. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're coming alive. Like, this is part of the differentiation phase of, like, mm-hmm. accepting each other as individuals, but feeling safe together. Mm-hmm. Hooray. Yeah. Is there anything else your parts want to say? No, just thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for holding space for my vulnerability. Yeah. This vulnerability was very, very good. Extremely good. It was a real pleasure to experience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you. Uh, and this is not only your superpower, but your part's superpower to come forward and let these burdens down. Mm-hmm. Come to the present. Mm-hmm. yeah thank you for receiving them like in an understanding way in a way that yeah where you still see all of me mm-hmm. yeah because I think that's a hard thing to be vulnerable and to share about these parts is because like what if they're received in a yeah. in a bad way or mm-hmm. what if it makes it worse or something so I really appreciate that you were able to hold space for them and like welcome them into yeah this uh, mm-hmm. love you parts uh. <laughs> uh. Uh. yeah give your parts a little hug for me yeah uh, happy parts <laughs> happy hug parts mm-hmm. well baby that's vulnerable conversation right there yeah Shoot. this is how we do it yeah you guys so yeah, um, this was not perfect by any means, and I don't know. We've also this it was also we were able to have this kind of conversation because we have put in the work to learn this language to try and re- have this relationship. So we challenge all of you that you can have this as well. It takes the inner work. Yeah. Yeah, and we are dedicated to like trying to help you learn this as well. Mm-hmm. And this is a great example. This is a, a literally a live experience. Yeah. And like honestly, 
for my part, I've learned the most about how to do this by listening to these live experiences mm-hmm. from other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this conversation has been years in the making. And mm-hmm. we've tried to have this conversation so many times. And it's right. just like, it's been okay, but it hasn't felt right. like that resolved. And I, I don't feel like resolved because I feel like there's this whole other adventure. But I feel like whatever chapter of uncertainty of, of not being clear about the path forward, that's resolved now. Yeah. But it took us a long time to get here. Mm-hmm. And I offer to all of you folks out there, do not give up that if you feel like you've tried and you've tried and you've tried again, there's always a new way you can approach it. So keep trying. Mm-hmm. If it feels right and it feels true, keep trying. Yeah. Like it's usually, it's usually having more courage, which yeah. usually means being more vulnerable. Don't give up on yourself. And if that means don't give up on your partner, your relationship, mm-hmm. live that truth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. Like the core is don't give up on yourself. Yeah. And, if, and if it's true to, if that also means don't give up on your partner, mm-hmm. oh, that's so good. Yeah. Whatever pain you're feeling is here to help you. Yeah. So embrace it and learn from it. Mm-hmm. Love you guys so much. Thanks yeah. for listening. We really... I think we feel like this is really important for all of you. So we hope this helps. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. baby. Let's wrap it up. All right. Thank you so much for being you. Oh, God. Same. Wow. Uh, love you. Wiggy, 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 wiggy. Wiggy, wiggy, wiggy. All right, everybody. Thank you for being yourselves, too, out there. Take mm-hmm. care. Take care. Right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Heart is a Muscle podcast. If you'd like more information about what we talked about, or if you'd like to know more about the talented Jordan James, you can find her work at... You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, My handle is at JustJordanJames. And my name Jordan is spelled with an I-N, so it's J-O-R-D-I-N. So uh, Twitter and Instagram, at JustJordanJames. You can also find me on my website, which is JordanJames.com. I also write on Medium quite a bit, so my profile on Medium is at Jordan James. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See you next time.